0: And welcome to that horror cast. I'm Mallory Smart,
1: and I'm Dmitry Samarov.
0: On today's episode, we'll be discussing Peter Jackson's 1994 drama thriller, Heavenly Creatures.
1: Heavenly Creatures, directed by Peter Jackson in uh, I think 1994 or 95, something like that. It came out uh, way before he sold his soul to the the. Ewok, not the Ewoks, whatever the fuck they're called, the hobbits. The, to- the Hobbits, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nasty before,
0: Hobbitses.
1: Yeah, before he lo- lost it, lost his lost, lost the plot in in my way to my way of thinking. Yeah, he he had a, a really great start to his film career. He had he had this, and he had the Dead Alive before that, and Meet the Feebles, <laughs> he, and then and then he became. Yeah, Hobbit, Hobbit Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's never been the same.
0: And obsessed with CGI ever since.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Once you start the CGI, you just can't go back.
1: I guess so, yeah. That's yeah one of the many things... Yeah, this movie doesn't have much of... I mean, there's some very funny, funny computer effects in it, but they're much more primitive.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very like... I was gonna say fantiful I don't know if that's a word like it's fantasy ish moments, yeah, yeah, like you know for sure that it's supposed to be like oh they're going off in their brains versus whatever the hell happened in the hobbit trilogy
1: what do they they call it either the, the fourth, fourth world. world fourth world or bravnia that that's I think that's one of the their the fairy tale kingdom they live in where where there's real life sized uh, plasticine figures that uh I was chop, chop each other up
0: with those figures.
1: Yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs>
0: I didn't see that shit coming. I didn't know it was going to be so like throughout the film.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, it, it's throughout. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, do you want to set us up as to what the movie's actually about?
1: Sure. Uh, so yeah, heavenly creatures. It's a. Uh, it's uh, based on a, a true event that happened about these two girls that uh, in. In New Zealand, uh, in the in the early 1950s, uh, and the uh, the one girl, uh, Pauline or Yvonne, depending on who you ask, <laughs> is this kind of outcast, like angry girl in this all girls school. And a new girl uh, named uh, Juliet comes, and she's from England. She's sort of fancy and exotic, and she's traveled the world because her uh, her father is an academic. He comes to be to lead the, the local university, but they come from England, and they've traveled the world. Uh, and uh, they soon strike up a friendship, which very quickly sort of evolves into a, a kind of obsession that both their sets of, of families become disturbed by. And it culminates in uh, them plotting to murder uh, Pauline's mother, which they do.
0: Yeah, that's a good summation, yeah.
1: Does that sum it up, more or less?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say just like a lot of Kate Winslet movies, she's the person who enters as the stereotypical manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's the best way to describe her character. She's like a 15. Year old? How old is she? Yeah,
1: I think they're fifteen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's like a know-it-all little bitch from the beginning.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's smart. I mean, she shows up the teacher immediately, correcting the teacher's like mis- uh, grammar mistakes in in the French class.
0: Like that was a flex. I love yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's she's very smug and arrogant, little girl.
0: I know that they initially bonded cuz like okay one you could tell that oh my god okay Pauline was really <laughs> into her from that like showing the teacher up moment like you could see like from the look Yeah of she her face. she
1: yeah she liked the she liked the kind of renegade and like fuck you to the teacher thing cuz I guess that was her beat <laughs> too
0: Hey, I think we all like to witness that occasion like yeah no one really likes their teachers that much <laughs> Like, I, I have a handful that I like, but yeah. anyways, there is a site I think I did miss um, because we got it on archive.org. Uh-huh. Um, I know in gym class they explained why Pauline wasn't able to participate. I don't think they explained why Juliet wasn't able to.
1: I, I think she'd had other... Uh, other um respiratory type problems you know because later on she comes down with tuberculosis. So I, th- I think she's had a history of health problems and one of the reasons that her family moves to New Zealand is that the, re- the doctors have recommended a warm climate for her and that England wasn't conducive to her health. but yeah she they've both uh, yeah they bonded because they' both spent missed a bunch of school like in sick sick in bed. And Pauline had a pro- big problem with her leg. Yeah. And Juliet likes because she's a creepy little girl. She was like all like touching the wound where the where the leg was the where Pauline had had her operation on her leg, and she was fascinated by it.
0: It's <laughs> dark and twisty, and it's also our first hint of eroticism, just a little bit. She lingers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she likes rubbing the, the the wound a little too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, even that phrase sounds like we're we're going dirty here.
1: It's a it's a dirty fucking movie. <laughs> like throughout, you know, everybody's leering at each other. There's inappropriate sex throughout, not just between these two girls, but like there with everybody else.
0: Be had. and oh my god, I hated it when um, Pauline had that weird sex Oh, the border, thing. the little,
1: the, border. The, the, the sniveling little shit, like, yeah. snuck into bed with her.
0: Oh, my God. One, he snuck into bed, then two, she decided to go for it again, and what the fuck? That was some awkwardness.
1: Yeah. Well, I I mean, that, that's just life in the 50s? I think it's life anytime. Fuck that. Like, our early, early sexual experiences are, uh, you know. Often awkward and uncomfortable, but like the best thing about that scene where she goes and uh, loses her virginity is that she spends most of it in her fantasy world in Barovnia or the Fourth World, imagining that she's screwing like all these. Well, Charles, who's not not Charles, she's screwing. Deb, Deborah, or she screwing, like they, she keeps switching partners all except for the, 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 one guy that's actually fucking her, you know? Yeah. And then he gets all worried. He thinks that he's hurting her and she's like, no, I was, I was just disassociating to get through this, this bullshit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Oh, also, I think it coincides that that sequence coincides f- to when uh, Juliet has to be quarantined because she has tuberculosis, so Pauline can't see her, and she gets lonesome, and I think she she sort of uh, overcompensates by letting this, this this little little shit like t- take advantage of her. Uh,
0: I like how and, we keep calling him a little shit, but, like, how old do we think that guy really is? Because she's supposed to be, like, 15 or something. I think he's,
1: like, college age. See,
0: so yeah, that's even more fucked up. But yeah. Or, like, he's just... Common. come,
1: But, yeah, because they have a succession of... They have several boarders in the house. Uh, and there's never there's never any weirdness with the other one, with the blonde-headed one, the one that was there already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he's, he's more submissive or whatever. He follows the rules and doesn't have inappropriate thoughts about you know, young, young girls.
0: Yeah, at least he followed the rules. That, that's good. I think it was so shitty that the mother blamed uh, Pauline the first time when he climbed into yeah. bed with her.
1: But yeah, but but totally believable. Sets that, up the that is exactly. But that's exactly how it would happen. You know, yeah. that's totally realistic. Because yeah, if a, a you know a girl let let a man do that, then she was a, considered a like a fallen woman or a slut. You know, that's not right. But it's it's typical. I would yeah, say
0: it is quite typical. With the TB, I was going to say, I, I, I don't have much um, understanding of, I, I knew it was a very dangerous uh, disease. They kind of played it fast and loose though, with the quarantining. Like she did visit her quite a bit.
1: Well, later yeah, there was, the, but there was a, yeah, there was at least a month or two when they could, and that's when they were writing all those letters. And that's when the thing with the, the sli- sni- sli- uh, what's it called? Sniveling guy started. And uh, Juliet was unhappy that it was happening because she was left out of that, you know?
0: Yeah, and her parents, I think, abandoned her for a while, didn't they?
1: Well, the parents left for some trip, and the parents apparently were always doing that, like leaving her.
0: It explains the fourth world.
1: A bit, yeah. I mean, since Juliet had to be like the new girl a lot of the time because of all their travels, she had to have a place that she would go to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, the fourth girl world is uh, is Juliet's invention. It, it's part of a novel that she had been working on. And then, yeah, Pauline joined in wholeheartedly. But yeah, yeah, I mean, to Pauline, it seems like Juliet was like this, like answered prayer or something. Like she was this girl with no friends. Like she seemed to get along with her family fine until Juliet came along and everything just kind of went to shit. But she had this person to focus on and all her obsessions on
0: Pauline got lost with that bitch yeah
1: <laughs> did you ever have like a, a super a super intense like girl friendship like that growing up mm, no Nope. <laughs> no
0: <laughs> like I, I'm trying to think back right now and be like not really I, I went to Catholic school too and most of us were girls but mm, no No, we were all pretty, we were actually pretty shitty to each other more than anything. Yeah? Yeah. I guess that's the 21st century versus then.
1: Nobody formed, like, those intense alliances and...
0: Oh, the intense alliances, yes, but they're not, like, twosomes. They would, like, be a little bit more of a pack, like a bitch pack.
1: Oh, really? Oh, it was more like Mean Girls or Heathers or whatever?
0: Oh, hell yeah, and I was more like Winona. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you were, like, getting along, like, you were, like, suffering through being part of the popular group, but, like, not, didn't really feel like you were a part of it, for real. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, at least I never plotted to kill anybody.
1: <laughs> or carried it out, yeah.
0: Exactly. Hey, Winona did it in Heather's. Yeah. Colleen did it in this.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, 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 It struck me as very, very realistic, that intense love between those two girls you know
0: they escaped into each other
1: yeah yeah i yeah i i I don't know i mean i had one one friend a close friend growing up that i made and i remember one time like my mom got all worried and it was like thought we were gay or something which never even crossed my mind you know
0: don't you love when adults randomly do that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's fucked up it is. But that's, yeah, the the sort of, um, the parent uh, reactions to those two girls' friendships really, I, I'm not going to blame the parents for what happened, but it they didn't make it any easier. You know, they kind of made it worse. They pushed them into a corner in a way.
0: Yeah, it's like they tried to hold on tighter and,
1: yeah. Well, because I, I think the movie did a really good job, too, of really portraying, like, the parents were not they were both both sets were pretty ordinary and they weren't like monsters or anything they were just normal they were they were very different classes you know pauline's parents were very obviously working class and uh Juliet's were more upper class but they weren't uh you know they weren't monsters and the the imaginary world that those girls escaped into was Definitely, like over <laughs> overkill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they made monsters of those people, and they weren't monsters.
0: I was going to ask, what made you pick this film?
1: Uh, I think. Uh, w- well, we had done uh, we had done Silence of the Lambs last, and there was that question of whether, like, that was a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, I who knows if this is a horror movie? I mean, there's horrific things that happen in it and there's imaginary, and there's violence. Uh, But it it just sort of made me think of it, and and we were going through, uh, you know, sort of iconic movies. And this one is one that's sort of, I feel like, forgotten and neglected for some reason. Although, like at the time, it did well, and it won awards, and it introduced those two actresses, uh, Melanie Linsky and uh, what Kate Winslet. It's both their first movies, you know?
0: I was going to say, I've seen Melanie Linsky in a few films, but she's never really a dominating character.
1: Well, she's, I mean, she in that show Yellow Jackets, she's, she's the star mm, of that.
0: I haven't seen that.
1: Oh, no. I think you might like it.
0: But, yeah, I understand where you say it's forgotten. I mentioned it a few times on Twitter, and nobody had any idea what the fuck I was talking about.
1: Yeah, I it, it must have something to do with some kind of like distribution shit, kind of like... Like what happened with some of the other ones we covered, like the ones I always choose. You know, <laughs> like uh, like Dawn of the Dead and like that movie, Possession, uh, the Polish movie.
0: That one was really good. I actually really like see, I've seen <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, but that one, the Possession, I was like, "Ooh, that was, that was a nice movie." Nice
1: pick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that's why I think that's why I picked it, and yeah, I like.
0: But this, I couldn't even find it at the library. I was just like, where the fuck did you find this film? So I just stuck with your archive.org. I
1: actually found, yeah, there's a there's a shitty uh, uploaded version on YouTube with Spanish subtitles.
0: I saw that one, and I was like, nah, fuck this.
1: Yeah. That's how I, I just, I just watched it just now, just to, to refresh my memory. And I watched it, because I didn't feel like casting off of my laptop onto the TV, you know?
0: See, I did that last night.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I bet that version's better than the, the YouTube one. The YouTube one was real washed out and shitty looking.
0: It looked good, like actually not as pixelated or anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody probably used a like a good file, you know, as a source. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why at, at this late, you know, we've talked about this before, why at this late date any of these distributors would hold out for some like big payday in the future. Because you can pirate anything at this point you know what i mean why not try to make a little bit of money off these things by streaming or rental or whatever
0: i mean if they put this out on any of the streaming services i think it would definitely like pick up a lot more like attraction and everything again
1: yeah especially with these you know these actresses uh you know are very active you know uh kate winslet does stuff all the time and melanie linsky seems to work all the time too See, you know?
0: fans of them would not be shocked with this film fans of Peter Jackson would be like what
1: I know all, the, all that crap that he's famous for afterwards which just pales in comparison for me But
0: I would say the fourth world like the way he explored that kind of reminded me of a film that I'm slowly losing the name of in my mind oh shit he made it after Lord of the Rings oh no I'll remember <laughs> it eventually Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Um, Well, he made a King Kong. Uh, That sucked. It was better than Lord of the Rings. Mm. The Lovely Bones. Oh, oh, that was a terrible movie.
0: Yeah, but I would say that (laughs) slightly The Fourth World had some moments that reminded me of that.
1: Oh, maybe, yeah.
0: You know, like when she would kind of be escaping into her own coping heaven situation.
1: Yeah. Did you see, uh, have you seen Dead Alive? No. That's a good one. That's that's more like a full-on horror movie, like, but it's sort of in the uh, it's kind of like in the Evil Dead kind of manner, like, like real like over real over the top, uh, kind of almost almost comedy splatter stuff. But
0: I can get into
1: that. Uh, yeah, you, you, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if that one's available either. But uh, like this is his yeah his early early days in New Zealand and Australia. Uh, yeah, before he turned New Zealand and into Hobbit land. <laughs>
0: I will say right here: if I ever have a chance to go visit yeah. the Shire in New Zealand, I totally will.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mainly because it's one of the few places where, like, if I were to walk into a place, I don't have to like look all like, "Oh my God, it's so high!" Like, it's a me-sized place.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, it's made. It's made for little people.
0: Yeah. And us little people appreciate places made for us.
1: I I wouldn't know.
0: You'd have to duck, you know, but me, I I would just be walking fine. (laughs) Be like, oh, what's your problem, Dimitri? Why are you feeling uncomfortable here?
1: Yeah. (laughs) You would feel like it's payback.
0: Exactly. Just a little bit.
1: You, sh- you should check out there's this uh, movie that Werner Herzog made early in his career called "Even Dwarves Started Small," and the whole movie is just dwarves torment: I've seen that it's, And they're tormenting like a normal sized person. They run this town and it's like it's insanity, it's in black and white, and they're just laughing and laughing.
0: Oh my God, I do think I've seen bits of that?
1: Oh you've seen yeah, that's a great movie. It's from the sixties or early seventies, I think. Yeah. Even dwarves started small it's this like other world where like the dwarves are the normal people, you know, and the, the regular people are the outcasts.
0: Damn, that sounds like such an amazing place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're giving you would, me
0: ideas, Dimitri.
1: But uh, but you would be a giant there. So they they, that is they true. might you'd be too big for that place. <laughs>
0: I mean it's one of those not like, like the Shire. I'm not like ridiculously short here. No. And I would not be ridiculously tall there. I, I don't know.
1: But are you saying that you think that people in New Zealand are just short?
0: <laughs> I just think that that cool area, because they have the, like, set of the Shire and everything.
1: <laughs> is it a thing, like, do, do they let people in? Like, is yeah. it like a theme park?
0: I think it's like you just check it out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know what else they have there. I am not the world's biggest Lord of the Rings fan, but I have yeah. a friend who is, and they went there on their honeymoon. Wow! Yeah, some people are really geeky. Yeah,
1: I'm a I'm a I'm person. Not one to speak though. I was forced to read uh, one or two of those books, and I just found them intermin- interminable and incredibly boring. I mean, I, I, it was like yeah, I was like pounding nails into my forehead. It was just how does tor- one force
0: someone to read a book?
1: What do you mean, how?
0: Like, well, I, what was the circumstances? <laughs> Did you have a gun to your head?
1: No, I had parents. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you know. It's
0: almost like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of like in this movie.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: the way that the parent, the parents torment children. <laughs> you know what's
0: fucked up, though, is that really the parents didn't really torment them at all. The real victims in this really are the parents.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. That's the, that's the great balance that this movie always rides. You know, mm-hmm. it never lets you forget that. Like, it, yes, it's it's fantastic that these two weirdos found each other, but what they do with their, you know. <laughs> Their sick love is not good, and it's not endorsed by the movie. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. So, like, okay, they obviously (laughs) set up this hopefulness of, oh, we want them to stick together because they're soon going to be divided because I think um, Juliet is going to be forced. Did they say South Africa?
1: Yeah, she was going to be sent to South... So, uh, yeah, Juliet's uh, parents decide to divorce because because his Other mother
0: inappropriate sex is happening
1: his his mother is a hoe bag <laughs> no she's a, she's a marriage counselor that ends up like just and she's it's sort of Im, it's Im, implied that it, not for the first time she's having an affair with one of her patients you know this like unhappily married guy who was uh like well, her husband uh, Juliet's father is older and kind of like the abs- the prototypical absent-minded professor mm-hmm. kind, and uh, the and the mom is definitely like in, in the faster lane, you know, in the fast lane.
0: <laughs> I got yeah. the vibe that they had an understanding in the marriage for a little bit.
1: Yeah, for a time, but I I think like moving her boyfriend into their house has kind of crossed a line you know what i mean mm-hmm. and this guy that's the patient like under pretense of like well i need to really treat this guy because i'm really worried for him it's just so he could be nearby so they could fuck it, like that's why he was moved in there uh that's a
0: devoted therapist i'll say that
1: i know i know she's very serious about her job about her, her job
0: someone needs to put her on psychology today
1: dedicated yeah Yeah. She just gets the whatever Sigmund Freud award of the year yeah exactly (laughs) no but yeah so the parents uh yeah she's uh Juliet's about to be sent away uh as as her parents divorce and of course uh Pauline is despondent so the 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 parents get together and decide to let the two girls spend the last month together
0: which is like, a weird kind of living decision. together
1: i know it's a weird decision but they're sort of at their wits end they don't know what to do with these girls you know because <laughs> yeah. they're they're really have sort of like gone out of all bounds in their behavior they the fantasy world you know, the fourth world has taken over the first world or the actual world. They're they're not seeing the it's not make believe anymore,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they don't they're they don't know what to do because Pauline has stopped speaking to her parents. You know, for weeks. <laughs>
0: I guess as I jump ahead quite a bit, I would understand if Juliet was pissed off at her parents because. Uh-huh. They totally fractured the family life, although they didn't seem to have a really close-knit family, clearly, in the first place. Why did Pauline totally single out her mother?
1: Uh, That's a good question, but uh, I I mean, I think it sort of pointed out, you know, like one of the things that, like any kid in the process of growing up, is you, you have a parent that you have an intense relationship with, and the way you grow up is you push them away. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pauline, being an extreme case in every way, she does it like in an extreme way. And yeah, I mean, her mom's great. You know, like her mom is really nice.
0: Up until the murder, she was nice as hell. <laughs> <laughs> They're having such a lovely day until that happens. <laughs>
1: Well, that was, that, but that was the, that was, that was plan. their evil, mom that was their e- day
0: and evil plan.
1: Away. Yeah. She even let her have like the, the last sandwich at the tea right before.
0: Yeah. Please mom she's indulge. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Treat yourself. I <laughs> like how, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, Juliet says, oh, you're not fat. Cause <laughs> the mom says she's watching her figure, you know,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you're doing fine. Treat yourself. i would have pushed her to have more fun and food you know be like oh if you're about you You
1: mean if you're about to kill her
0: yeah probably yeah what would you know i love my mom and i would never kill her
1: but yeah what what would you feed your mom if you're about to kill her what would be her last meal
0: oh dear lord this is hard because i literally just got off the phone with her before we started
1: this is pretend, This is make believe. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> this is the fourth. This is Barovnia. This is not the actual world.
0: <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? My mom loves fast food. Um, mm. Have you gone to Gene and Jude's? Of course. Yeah, I, I'd give her that maybe.
1: Yeah, the best hot dog place.
0: I love that place. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. give her like a shit ton of those.
1: The place where like that makes you go to McDonald's next door for ke- if you deign to ask for ketchup. Oof,
0: you're not a Chicagoan, are you?
1: Well, I don't eat ketchup. I don't eat ketchup on anything.
0: I I don't really use it at all either. But (laughs) I remember actually the first time I went there, like side note, I was like a little kid and I did like hot dogs with ketchup. Yeah, because
1: everybody, every kid likes it because it's just pure sugar.
0: (laughs) And my whole family, they'd been going there forever, but it was the first time they took me. And they're like, order for yourself, Mallory. Uh. Just so I could be mocked in front of everybody. Be like, you oh, assholes.
1: Because you asked for ketchup? Yeah. <laughs> and they threw you out the door. <laughs> I know. Like the like
0: guy was just like, plain you mean. You mean plain. And I was like, right, okay. <laughs> I'm just a little kid who's confused right now. Yeah. That's how I, we haze people.
1: Yeah. I think yeah, like one of the one of the things this movie does so well is just to portray sort of everyday normal life, you know, and how it's just kind of boring it is. And you got these two characters, and granted, they go to extremes, but like how in that kind of uh, conformist fifties world, it's very hard for people that have uh, you know true passions to to. To exist in 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 that kind of society, mm-hmm. and these two like were just you know it never yeah they were never part of it like you know down to like what when they're just sitting on the bench because they didn't they could, they were excused from gym because of their health histories,
0: which is funny because they seem to have no issue frolicking in the woods and taking their clothes off and running around and chasing each other.
1: Well, I I'm I'm sure they played it in school. They played it up so they could do yeah. their own thing cuz they just didn't want to be in gym.
0: I mean, hell, I would do the same thing too. I don't even yeah. have that bad of asthma, but man, I would just hack it up if I had to.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. What was the gym thing that you hated the most? The mile. Oh, the running. Yeah.
0: See, no, I could do short sprints, but yeah. not long distances. And I blame my short legs, but who knows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think if, you had, if you didn't have short runty legs and you had long long legs it would, I, I would the mile would be easier
0: <laughs> you know i really do believe that like you're able to like i don't know pace yourself better or maybe i'm not that great at pacing myself in general the way like a better like cross-country long-distance runner can yeah. but no
1: you know what they how they say? It's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, you're supposed see, to
0: see. Be... I'm a sprinter. Like I played sports, uh, I sprint. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You can't run full out in a in a mile.
0: No, you can't.
1: <laughs>
0: By the end of a mile, like my lungs would feel like they're burning. <laughs>
1: I'd right,
0: just be like uh, I'm gonna die now.
1: Well, maybe th- this is a, like a life lesson you could work on.
0: I know. I should have found someone else who had health issues, and we could have hung out and had a really intense friendship.
1: Do you feel jealous of Pauline and Juliet? And their I'm trying love? to
0: decide who I'd be in that situation—the yeah, Pauline or the Juliet? You... Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: It's also interesting how, throughout the story, like the balance of power kept shifting. Like at you know at the beginning, Juliet was definitely in charge. But by the end, Pauline is definitely driving the action, and she's the one that decides on this insane plan, you know, to murder the mother.
0: By the way, I would say it's excellently casted for her. She was really good Mel- Melanie Linsky.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: She was good at like going from, oh, I'm a very nice, innocent girl to, I'm a stone-cold killing bitch.
1: Yeah, yeah she, she, she has a great death stare, even for a kid. I don't know how old she was when she did. I imagine she was a little older than 15 when she was doing this, but still. I should know. hope
0: so with the kind of roles they did.
1: <laughs>
0: with some of those bath scenes and everything, I should hope a little older.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but then
0: again, I think I read that Kate Winslet was 19 during Titanic.
1: Oh, so she could have she could have been close to that. Well, it's it's look-upable, I I suppose.
0: Yes. I th- I'll look it up later in true yeah. fashion. It's like I almost want to just kind of stick to my mind right now.
1: Yeah, 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 I can. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to like cut back on technology. Oh, are you? Yeah.
1: Oh because, oh, because technology is tormenting you lately or like a particular sector of technology that we're not going to mention? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, in general. No, I, I feel like... Oh, yeah. Why is that? I feel like it's actually really started to affect the way I write, like actually physically write. So I'm actually trying to handwrite more. And also, I don't like the fact that like when I have conversations with people that I immediately go to Google stuff. Oh, Yeah. I want to be able to be like, oh, I know this fact off the top of my head, because I was able to do that a lot easier before. So, yeah.
1: Of course, yeah. Yeah, if you offload all your memory and knowledge into the cloud, then, uh, yeah, you got to start wondering what's left in there.
0: So, like, I've straight up just been, like, reading as much as I can and just trying to quiz myself to be like, come on, Mallory, you can retain it, retain the information. (laughs)
1: yeah you're you're getting ready for you know when the when the grid goes down
0: hey if it goes down i will know the world's most useless information
1: oh yeah what are you what are you quizzing yourself on
0: literally just random history and really i'd like to say that history is going to get us by but i don't know actually like the technical sides or how you build a civilization i'd be bad at that yeah i could tell you some fun facts i'd be great at that i'll be that person
1: You'll, you, you'll be the like the queen of like the trivia night by the the fire pit like. Holy after shit! The,
0: I would uh, rock at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The I mean, it, it, then this is an appropriate aside since you know we're dealing with a movie where the main characters spend most of their lives in a fantasy world. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they could be with,
0: totally fine. In like the off the grid world because basically they live in an off the grid world. But yeah, they don't even need TV, books, anything.
1: No, they make their own fun. They have they have all they need is plasticine.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was like that a little bit as a kid. Like, yeah. Did you do that? Is that a only a girl thing, or did boys do that too? Where you like kind of do like the weird make believe kind of bullshit things with your friends?
1: I had some I had some of that, but I I was definitely making stuff like I I definitely used Plasticine. That 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 part uh, rang rang true to me.
0: See yeah. that I've never played with.
1: No. It was kinda like before Play Doh, you know, or uh. but I also took art classes where they ma- they had stuff like that. You know, plasticine replace it's like uh, replace clay, you know, because you didn't need to wet it. I don't know what's in it. I think there's some synthetic stuff in it, you know, that make you don't have to. um, It's just easier to handle than something like clay.
0: I will say this. It doesn't dry out either ever. Maternal hatred here. My Mm -hmm. mom was obsessed with having a clean house so much. Uh um, We didn't get to play with Play-Doh. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. She was determined that we would like get it stuck places and everything. So no, we couldn't have Play-Doh in the household or chocolate.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, because chocolate smears. Yep. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm the messiest person in the world now, though. So maybe that's just my really way of getting back at her. I don't know.
1: Your place is pretty damn clean.
0: Karen I mean- Smart would disagree.
1: Oh really? Oh yeah. Does does she visit and she's horrified, or does she ever come to your house?
0: She's been here a couple times. Her and my dad, and he's even like crazier with cleaning. I mean, I swear to God, they're like OCD. My dad could find like a crumb from like a mile away.
1: Yeah. What is that about? Who knows? Cleaning. I had uh, my uncle, my father's uh, older brother. He was like that. It would be like. Basically, you would get up, and he would just jump up and, like, tidy whatever place we were in, you know? Like, as if as if you were, like, just leaving a trail of slime anywhere.
0: Like, right now that we've been talking about crumbs, I have now been pointing out, like, now three, four, five... Yeah, there are five crumbs by me, I've noticed.
1: And is your inner Karen horrified?
0: No, I don't give a fuck.
1: No? Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's your that's your rebellion against karen
0: you like need to know though like what it's like when i know they're gonna come over like i get anxiety i anxiety clean wow and still it's never quite clean enough still
1: yeah Mm. yeah i don't get that at all i I mean i'm a slob but like it's not it just does not bother me Uh, i don't know it's not important
0: I mean, if you you didn't get a chance to look in our bedroom, but like if you see like where I work, that's like total chaos.
1: Oh, you work in your bedroom?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like hanging in the walk-in closet with my computer and the cat. And <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're in the closet? I did. I didn't realize you were in the closet, Valerie.
0: <laughs> it's fun. Oh my God, I used to do that in my old apartment. Actually, wow. Yep. Every place I've lived in, except at my actual parents' home, I like to work in closets. I like tight knit spaces.
1: Right, you're like one of those. Uh, yeah, there's those uh, animals that like that, like those crates. They feel they feel comfortable, like in a close closed in. Like in, man, I would I, I would not be able to handle that at all. I need I need windows and light at all times.
0: See me? I I could just like hide away all the time. <sighs> I'm fine with it. <laughs>
1: You know what's yeah, it's kind of remarkable in this movie uh, is is how much freedom those parents gave those girls, really, if you think about it. Like they had so much alone time. and then even Pauline, although she came from a, you know a lower much lower economic class, she had that little like uh, little like outbuilding where she slept. You know, she had like her own house, basically.
0: I was going to say, does that yeah. have anything to do with the fact that they had borders, or
1: it could have been, yeah, but maybe like to, to give her some privacy or freedom. But yeah. they sort of, as con- as sort of, stayed and conventional as, especially like Pauline's parents were, they sort of let her be. You know what I mean?
0: I always got this vibe that okay, once they found out what she was doing, they lost their shit. Yeah, but I always assumed that in the fifties, although it was a very rigid time that they just didn't keep track of their kids that much.
1: No, you're spo- there's you know the I mean this you, you were put outside, you know, when it wasn't school time and you were told to come back, you know, when it's dinner time.
0: Yeah, so that part didn't really surprise me as much because it's like what the fuck else are they going to do? Go back inside and annoy their parents?
1: No, I mean I guess surprising or whatever in to contrast because, you know, these two girls That are kind of miserable and lonely make this fantasy world, uh, which, you know, you make a fantasy world typically to react against, like, a real world that's unbearable, but their everyday world didn't seem so bad, right?
0: (laughs) What's interesting is that um, Juliet, she already had the fourth world. She came there with it. Yeah, yeah. But I think she started it, like, when she... Didn't they abandon her when she was, like, first sick? Where where, where did they leave oh, her? Oh, they
1: sent her off to Barbados by herself, and she hated it. Yeah. And other... I guess she had several bouts of, of illness, and, uh, yeah, her big insecurity was being left for her parents leaving her, and then, of course, by the end, the, her worst nightmares come true because they split up, and, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, she constructed this the fairy tale kingdom to 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 make what she didn't have in real life. But and like, she the real...
0: welcomes Pauline into it,
1: right? And Pauline becomes Charles How to nice. her Davora. <laughs> the movie also does a great job of, of setting up this like you know the neither of these parents could even fathom or dream of what these girls dream up to do. You know. They, they have no idea how far they're going to go to, to not, uh, to stay together or whatever, <laughs> to run off to Hollywood because <laughs> Hollywood wants them. As they say. Isn't that like
0: the classic, like, 50s thing, like, that's where you're going to run off to? Like I think, like, 50s to, like, 60s, that was, like, the classic teenager thing?
1: Must be. I mean, yeah, be, but, you know, all their idols are all, you know, Hollywood and, like, recording star, like that Mario Lanza, the... the Singer and uh, I thought it was hilarious that uh, you know Juliet uh, decides that Orson Welles is, is the most hideous man, and he and uh, you're supposed to hate him, but you know of course Pauline secretly loved him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they run out of towards the end they run out of watching uh, the third man, and then they imagine him chasing them <laughs> out out in the streets. <laughs>
0: So to the murder, which is obviously, I guess, the closest thing that makes us horror. Yeah, I was. I didn't predict bricks. I I heard nope. her say rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw a brick, I was like, "What the fuck are we going for here?" Like, and I'm shocked that you could actually put a brick in. What are we gonna call it? A stocking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Little pantyhose. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, and it won't what? just tear through, like.
1: They look like pretty thick stockings.
0: Yeah. But damn, could they not have come up with a nicer way to kill their mom?
1: (laughs) I mean, they're like, if you're like 15, like, yes, they have a rich imagination, but you're not gonna know, you know, that like, you know, it would probably have been easier to like poison her or something, you know? (laughs) Like,
0: that was one violent as fuck way. Like,
1: it was very violent. Lady. Yeah, I mean, and of course, it's foreshadowed one of the first scenes in the movie right after they, you know, the, well, the the movie starts with this kind of like uh, industrial film kind of infomercial about, you know, beautiful New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But then you see these two girls running through like these hedges covered in blood. Yeah. So, so it kind of tells you how shit's going to end. <laughs> you know, nothing good will, will end up of this. <laughs>
0: And this being based off of a true story, and I mean, I know we're supposed to be like, oh, they're young and they didn't know any better or whatever, and it's just the one huge complaint I have in it. They say it right in the beginning that Pauline always kept a diary. Yeah. What the fuck, bitch? Why, why, would, why would you write that shit in your diary? Because uh, that's what got them caught.
1: But but uh, why is that a complaint? They're like, she's not a criminal mastermind. She thinks she's doing a good thing. I That's mean, like, she...
0: You think there's, like, a smidgen <laughs> of right or wrong. Like, I'm about to do something. I have to be sneaky about it. They really got the mother, like, away. Like, they wanted to get away with it. Yeah. You think you'd be smart enough not to put it in a journal or a diary, whatever you call it?
1: But... Uh, she didn't think that they would, I'm sure she, she thought that they would, you know, she would pack her diaries off when they were sailing to Hollywood or whatever, you know, in her, they, they have those one, those other fantasy dream sequences where mm-hmm. that because are kind of in, on, like, in black that are, they're on the boat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think, well, because, she, you know, she had a, obviously a del, she's delusional and she thinks that things are going to work out.
0: I know she has no passport or anything, but it's still somehow gonna work out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff is is really great, I think, really accurate to like the, the kind of discrepancy between, you know, somebody's inner fantasy life or how they want things to be, you know, when it crashes against hard reality. <laughs>
0: you know, I guess it's one of those things like maybe I'm too used to like our world. You know, and talking to like my nieces and nephews, maybe the smarts are just fucked up people. I'm not even yeah. gonna say maybe we are.
1: Oh, because you guys are always planning crimes.
0: <laughs> I, I straight up like was joking about like getting away with murder, and my nine year old nephew, he's got a plan. He could do it.
1: Yeah, he's the one that's gonna murder the whole family, isn't he?
0: I think he is.
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs>
0: it's so funny because I like joked around once, and I was like, I hope you don't have a list. He's like, I got names.
1: Oh boy! And I was so like, you, you got to be, you got to toe the line. You got to, you better treat that kid well.
0: Oh my god! I was like, is my name on it? He's like, no. Then his brother's like, how about me? And he was like, not yet.
1: Nice. <laughs> what does he say? Like, how is he? Did he detail the plan to you? Oh,
0: he detailed it. And what's worse is when you're an adult, you poke yeah. holes in their plans. And now I obviously just made his plans more solid.
1: Yeah, you're helping him. So what's his plan? I want to hear the plan.
0: Oh, he would use a knife for sure.
1: And, but, wait, but wait, as a little boy, how the fuck would that work? Or is he going to wait till he's grown?
0: I think he's waiting till he's grown, but yeah. <laughs> if you ask him what he wants to be when he grows up, it's either going to be a fashion designer or clearly a knife-wielding killer.
1: And why why does he have this plan? Like what what crimes are they accused his family guilty of to make him do this? Or is it just for fun?
0: I don't know. that's a great question.
1: Oh, he just wants to do this. It's not that he feels like that they deserve.
0: I just might have a sociopathic nephew.
1: Oh, okay. And how 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 many members of your family is this way? <laughs> What percentage of the smarts have sociopathic tendencies? That's I'll what say I'd like most to know. Of us. Oh yeah. What so what are yours? What are your murder plans?
0: My murder plans.
1: You said you had a, you were like talking about it. Or?
0: I mean like it depends on who I was going for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you've you've cycled through various various uh, potential victims.
0: You got to know those person's tendencies and yeah, I'm not going to give away my plans on a podcast. I will not be caught. I'm not like Pauline.
1: Yeah. Well that, yeah, that that's the thing is I, I don't think Pauline was ever, uh, she never thought of herself as like, a some kind of criminal mastermind. She just had things that she wanted, like, and she found this person, that she was going to spend her, the rest of her life with, and she was going to remove anything that was in her path. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's she all she wanted. Brick. Good for her.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a violent way to die.
1: <laughs> yeah, and well, because her mom was standing the path of love. Mm. <laughs> Clearly,
0: I'm sorry. I just I keep replaying that, and just the mom like because it took a while. She's like crying, like why, and oh my god, and yeah.
1: That's good too because you know, a lot of times in movies they make these murders kind of clean or fast or like you know they never show guns misfiring or like running out of bullets. This showed like what it would actually take. Well, because then Juliet finishes her off, you know. Yeah. Uh, she just, like, when she's on the ground or he's bashing her face in.
0: Because I think at one point, like, she could see Pauline kind of slowing down.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she got tired.
0: (laughs) Then at some point, I'm sure you actually humanize them a little bit. It's like, ah, this is not killing them right away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it... Yeah and I'm I'm you know I'm sure you know, a lot of this movie most of this movie the action of it and obviously the dialogue and everything was totally imagined you know all he had to go on was the the facts of this crime that happened You know what I mean
0: I'm trying to see like how they were caught obviously death penalty was that not a thing in New Zealand
1: They were too young there was a thing at the end that said they were too young to be convicted of a death penalty, and they were, you know, just because they were so young. And then, yeah,
0: I remember that, thinking that they got out really early.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they were kids. That's I think that's pretty common. Yeah, yeah, that's to the only. To all the re-
0: young people listening to this podcast, apparently, if you're very young,
1: yeah. So, so tell your nine-year-old nephew now's the time.
0: I know. I'd be like, don't buy the he time. Could, go for
1: it. Yeah, he could do. A, he could. He could. Uh, he could stab as many people as he likes. For now,
0: like, he's I got. He's, he's got a he golden seems-
1: pat. He's got a golden take it out. <laughs> Get out of jail free card.
0: I'm not saying let's blame the movies. Yeah. But I'm gonna pull a Billy Loomis right here and be like, don't blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos.
1: Movies oh, make
0: psychos more creative. <laughs> yeah. I think it really helped him build his ideas and he has watched the OJ miniseries Breaking Bad How to Get Away with Murder Wow He's definitely
1: So he wants to yeah he wants to grow up to be a a killer
0: And he'll get away with it unless uh, someone listens to this podcast
1: Yeah Well yeah that's the thing is yeah these girls yeah they watch obviously they love the movies and they love their singers and stuff but they go to that for you know that's their fantasy world of like of romance and love they don't go to those movies uh to find out ways to kill people
0: i don't think my nephew went out to look to find ways to kill people i think he just walked out knowing wait you said he was more. a
1: sociopath or or are you saying that the movie, this the media that he's consuming has made him into a sociopath
0: no i think it just <laughs> helped him come up with better ideas i don't think he was seeking it out i think he already was fucking crazy
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> and just walked out with like better ideas. Like, ah, I see this is gonna make it even easier,
1: right? Like when you're poking holes in his murder schemes and yeah. you're telling him how to do it right.
0: Well, it, it was just like such <laughs> tiny things when he was like with a knife, and I was like, what about fingerprints? And then it just suddenly threw into this whole plot, and I was like, ah, oh, shit! I hope he never turns into a killer.
1: Well, wait, wait, wait. But he watched O.J., so he knows about the gloves, right? Yeah. <laughs> he
0: started going to gloves, and he's like, I'll do double gloves. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, you're really going for it. And yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe this isn't a horror movie, but there's definitely horrible things in it. Uh, but, yeah, it, it always rides this line between, like, like, you know, like when the fantasy sequences are happening that they're fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know. But I think it also does this good job of communicating that these girls don't they don't know where the line is a lot of the time. They can't tell that's kind of like the horror of it is they, they they're so far gone that they can't tell the fantasy from the reality at at points, you know?
0: Mhm.
1: Like the like well the sex scene that we talked about earlier with with the sniveling guy where she she cycles through all these imaginary lovers, you know? <laughs> and she goes <laughs> to all these how far she has to go to get away to make the like the reality of it, How, like you know, she, to get through it.
0: <laughs> yep, gotta love the fourth world. It's always there <laughs> when you need it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I never had. Uh, did you have a worked out fantasy world? I didn't. I don't never. think I ever had a, like a world like that.
0: I mean, I'm sure I had a vivid imagination. I think most people eventually become into the artsy world. Started yeah. off with vivid imaginations, but no, no, no world I, for Mallory.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like every the everyday world is much more interesting to me. Yeah, you can find all the horrors you want out here.
0: I'm the kind of person I just like people watching. That's yeah. already weird enough for me.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but i like this movie i think it's a really cool pick and i think people need to figure out a way to watch it i'll just they put should... a link of it in the show notes
1: yeah yeah so yeah put put it put a link in and like yeah maybe you can or you can or organize a flash mob outside of peter jackson's palace or where where his the shot or where the hobbit land where he lives to make him put this out on some legit
0: okay streaming he site it's like a badass place he lives like that's like an equivalent of like the Skywalker ranch for Lucas, George yeah. Lucas, I'd imagine it'd be something like Gondor. That's all I'm saying.
1: What's that? I don't even know what Gondor is.
0: Okay, you haven't gotten that far in Lord of the Rings. Um, and,
1: and never will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> third one. It's in the third one.
1: Oh, the best thing about the best sign up of Lord of the Rings is, I think it was in... Uh, Oh, and Clerks 2, when he makes fun when they're making fun of is just people walking. Walking see, I and didn't walking. See that one. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> Not as good as Clerks One, but I was say,
0: is it even comparable?
1: <laughs> it's different. It's it's like, you know, I mean it's very different. It's many years later, so. Okay. There, is there, it the, still
0: at the same place?
1: No. Uh I they go back to it's been a while since I saw it, but uh, there's, you know, it's the same characters.
0: I mean, I know it's, it's the same yeah, characters, yeah. and I know it's not in black and white. No. Which I liked that aspect.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, Cler- Clerks is solid. I mean, some of the other stuff he did later was not not that good, but...
0: Hey, you know, sometimes even the shittiest, of directors get it right occasionally.
1: But he's another one, of, like, he sort of, con- like, to me, he's another one of these, like these nerd guys like Peter Jackson and like Guillermo del Toro is another one, you know, Mm -hmm. actually uh, I was reminded watching it, uh, heavenly creatures this time of, uh, pan's labyrinth.
0: I got a few vibes of that too.
1: You know, that thing of like these two parallel worlds, Mm-hmm. Although I mean, Pan's Labyrinth, you know, the the everyday reality was much much hor- more, more horrible. Yeah, because it was it was, uh, was uh, fascist. You know, it was Franco's uh, Spain. But uh, that thing of like these two worlds where they they escape into the world of monsters, and the world of monsters is actually com- uh, is a comfort. You know, it's not horrible.
0: They're friendly like, monsters. Yeah, they're benevolent.
1: It just as, yeah, these pl- the Plasticine mo- characters in this are def- they're all their friends, obviously. You For know. the most part. Yeah.
0: I was, I don't know, th- it's amazing that you're able to, like, actually decipher which Plasticine thing it is, like, but who's who.
1: Mm-hmm. No, the, they're really well made. I mean, he, he clearly spent a lot, he must have, I don't know his history, but he probably went to art school or some kind of, you know, or was just, He was that kid that was making stuff all the time. He must have been Peter Jackson.
0: Who's to say? Yeah. I mean, I always got a vibe that he didn't come from, like, a rich background. Oh, yeah. But I bet he probably did go to some kind of art school. Who knows?
1: Yeah. And, like, you know, like Guillermo del Toro was, like, a makeup guy and a special effects guy before he was directing his own movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's got whole houses filled with those monsters and like replicas and stuff. Hmm. He's like a super nerd. Yeah, I, I, and I don't know. I mean, there's something that ha- for me that happens with these guys. Like the more successful they get, the least, the less interesting their movies get. Uh, I I always like their the early stuff of these guys so much better. Like before they have the means to make all their dreams come true. You know what I mean?
0: I think it's because they have to try harder and use their imagination more so they could actually make everything look and feel yeah
1: the right way, because like this movie, like you know you could imagine somebody like with a a giant budget totally ruining this, you know, making it all fancy, yeah, I mean, like the handmade aspect of it is kind of makes it you know the fact that these plasticine figures are like kind of janky and like you, you can tell sometimes they're just actors in costumes. And other Mm -hmm. times they're, you know, like stop motion. But like if you made it all CGI and slick, it would just be terrible. Right?
0: Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I don't like about Peter Jackson right now is that like he rests, he leans so heavily on it.
1: Yeah, the effects.
0: It's the easy way out.
1: I, I don't know if it's easy, I mean, because it's... In, For the it's, director, it is. Yeah, it's so labor-intensive, and it costs so much money and so much manpower, you know, to do it.
0: But once you get successful like yeah. that, yeah.
1: The weird thing is, I'm very, almost never convinced by it. Like, the the more money they spend, the faker it looks to me.
0: I've noticed know? that. That's why I couldn't watch The Hobbit.
1: Oh, yeah. The Hobbit. Oh, he made The Hobbit after the Lord of the Rings. Or...
0: Yeah. He used heavy CGI with Lord of the Rings, but to a decent degree, The Hobbit, it got to the point even where the actors were like, it's too much.
1: hmm Yeah. No, I, I like the movie. I really appreciate the movies where they make the practical effects or models, you know? Mm-hmm. the old like I love the, the old monster movies where they have the you know all the all the the dolls and stuff and they they make little miniature sets and stuff. Mhm. Well, because then at least you're filming you're you're in the same actual physical space, you know what I mean? Mhm. Even if you're using like camera tricks and stuff so or yeah, double exposing, it makes
0: exposing. it more impressive, you know.
1: Oh, oh for sure. And I I think there's some directors that really do that. Like some of those uh, What's his What's his his name? Uh, 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 Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan. Like in some of those Batman movies, like some of the best s- sequences are totally for real. Like when they flip the eighteen wheeler on LaSalle Drive in the Batman movie.
0: I was say that's immediately what came to my mind. Or when yeah, they blew up the one hospital thing, that was good.
1: Yeah, which was the Brock's can- the actual the brox Candy Factory. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the on the West Side. Yeah. Uh, but that's all re- I mean it was real you know what I mean or you know in the that last movie he made was terrible at Tenet but oh, I didn't
0: see that one yet
1: but there was an amazing scene where he bought an actual plane and made it crash into a hangar you know
0: see you gotta love that yeah see that's when you have a big budget though
1: but but then you can do that but it's what you choose to do with it yeah uh, it doesn't make up for that that, that movie's just terrible but <laughs>
0: <laughs> see I have no interest in it. I'm just like yeah. mm, doesn't look good.
1: Well did you see Inception? Yeah. You don't need to see Tenet then. Uh <laughs> Tenet is like like a, a shitty like when a redo or whatever of Inception. <laughs>
0: you know? See Inception yeah. wasn't even that great in my mind. The story I liked was it. intriguing.
1: I think if you didn't think about it too much and if you saw it on a huge screen, I, I really enjoyed watching it, but I didn't need to be thinking about it, you know, See, <laughs> because then I it gets done. I watched
0: IMAX, so it was a pretty good scene.
1: Yeah, green. kind of like the way you, with your nephew, you can poke holes in the story, you know, yeah. as an adult. <laughs> and some of these, like, big, big tent, you know, like, blockbuster entertainments, you don't want to start, like, questioning the logic of it because it's it ruins it. You
0: know? See, I, d- I don't try and poke like holes in the logic of those kind of movies. Because I'm <clears> just like, you know, maybe it's just supposed to be an experience. You're supposed to like, yeah. be in it. but Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't capture me as much. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely better than, um, and this is how you know I don't like the film at all, the space one.
1: What space one?
0: Uh, Christopher Nolan one, space, Matthew oh. McConaughey.
1: Oh, um,
0: see, you didn't like it that much either.
1: Interstellar, or no? Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I don't like uh, space ones. I don't almost never like. It's very rare that I like. I mean, I like yeah. I like uh, Solaris, and I like um, oh, I like that one that the uh, the French filmmaker did with um, Robert Pattinson. Uh, High Life. That's really good, but that's that's kind of a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, there's some horrifying things in it i like select ones but yeah for the most part i'm i'm not a that's that's not where my imagination like lives you know
0: see i love sci-fi but like i I like cheesy (laughs) sci-fi just because it's like i don't know it's like a comfort thing i don't know why who knows
1: hmm you you just want to be in outer space (laughs) Yo, I yeah, I actually had
0: really weird conversations world. with people. Like, would you rather be in outer space or underwater?
1: Oh, really? That's like that one of uh, they ask about like the super. Like, would you rather fly or be invisible?
0: Yeah. It's
1: like a it's like a character test, you know. It'll it's supposed to say something about you psychologically.
0: Yeah, but no one's ever said what it says about me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so would, wait, so the other one is you said space or underwater? Yeah. Oh,
0: ironically Wait. it would be underwater for me not space i just like watching space shit
1: <laughs> so, so and how did you explain wanting to be underwater
0: i don't know i just like water i like yeah. the sound of water the feel of water i don't know it's soothing i listen to water sounds to help me fall asleep
1: sure mm. yeah i mean i guess the complicated thing with that is you'd have to decide whether like if you were underwater, w- were you? Would you be a fish? Like, would you be able to breathe, or would you be in a in a what's a, a, like one of those suits, like I a scuba or whatever one of those suits? So you'd just be you, but underwater. Yeah. Okay. See, that would be yeah. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like to be confined that way. But I don't want I don't want to be either of those places. See. Although I, I like swimming a lot, uh, but I don't. Like, I've never even gone scuba diving. Like, I don't need to, like, see stuff under there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I like being on land. <laughs> I'm boring.
0: So here's the ironic part of all of it. Yeah. I don't know how to swim. Really? Yeah.
1: How, how come? Were you afraid of it? Yeah. Oh, no. So uh, I am
0: a 31-year-old adult who doesn't know how to swim, but I love water.
1: <laughs> you're not the only one. I mean, in, in, you know, in the olden days, all the sailors didn't know how to swim. They'd all drown, you know, if they got capsized.
0: Well, that a, just sucked massively.
1: A, yeah, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? it but wouldn't yeah, be? A, lot of, a lot of them wouldn't, which is so bizarre to me. Like, you make your life on the sea.
0: Yeah, you think that'd be, like, number one in the training lessons? Yeah,
1: yeah, fishermen and, uh, yeah, and uh, sailors oftentimes didn't know how to swim yeah, so bizarre to me,
0: they picked the wrong profession
1: yeah uh yeah see i was I was like thrown into the water when I was practically a baby like see, my, that's my parents how you were into that, yeah, yeah, before you're you know to be afraid, you know what i mean
0: yeah
1: because because you'll na you'll naturally uh you know wanna survive and float <laughs> you know. Until you know whatever, like, fantasy dangers there are under the water.
0: Like, I, I can, like, wade in the uh-huh. water a little bit, but no, I don't really. Not a swim. I'm sure I could if you threw me in. I am sure I could survive it. Yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying, like, I, I could survive
1: it. But that's a tra- that's like a traumatic experience you're describing, not anything you'd want to do for pleasure or for no. recreation. No.
0: <laughs> it would just be a test of will. Mallory die or not? Oh wow, she actually made it. Good for her.
1: Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but still, like, and who posed this question to you about the uh, space or underwater? Where did that come from?
0: Oh, uh, one of my best friends, uh, the meteorologist.
1: Oh, that they wanted to-
0: the space right yeah
1: and this is like
0: the meteorologist wanted
1: to kill you by drowning you
0: (laughs) probably
1: (laughs) unlike your nephew who was gonna is gonna stab you to death
0: hey my name's not on the list i was told
1: (laughs) yet until until he hears this podcast
0: yeah it's very possible he is always on his ipad (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna download it first as soon as you posted.
0: See that shit would just be hilarious. Just like see him looking all evil at me next time I'm over.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't remember. I know I saw the the heavenly creatures when it came out. I mean, I was I wasn't a kid. I was in my twenties when it came out. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think it did pretty well, but it's it's clearly it's not a. Children's movie at all? It's about childhood, but it's not. It's for adults, you know.
0: <laughs> From what I'm seeing, it actually broke about even.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And it didn't. Yeah, it, it was not a big budget movie. No. But yeah, like it won, I think it won some awards and stuff, like you know, festival awards and stuff. It did well for what it was. You know what I mean? That's what makes it also extra bizarre that it's so hard to find
0: I was going to say it's not just that I mean I think with a lot of huge actors and directors we love like going back to like what their first films were and yeah. it's shocking that we can't see early Peter Jackson or early Kate Winslet
1: I know it's weird because like all these streaming services they're always running out of shit to throw up and then they do those things where like I get to know this could
0: be a cheap film for them to take
1: I know I know that's that's a, it's it's sort of incomprehensible and uh, we should yeah we should shame you know, Bezos and Mister Netflix. I don't remember the Netflix guy's name. There was there was, there They're is dropping a dropping
0: shows like crazy though because <laughs> they actually had their first. Um, they had a huge drop in subscribers.
1: Right, they they lost some money. Well, they have so many competitors now, you know. I mean, Netflix has survived you know many many things. True. I, I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, uh, but if they do it where they like fuck with the passwords or raise the prices. Oh. That'll annoy me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't I mean, I rarely use Netflix, so
0: I have it where I share Netflix with four other people.
1: Right. And, <laughs> and yeah. they are
0: trying to cut down on sharing.
1: Passwords. Right, because they're they're worried about their profits all of a sudden. Yeah. I yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know nor do I care really about their profits, but <laughs>
0: I just know I don't watch it as much anymore.
1: Yeah. There's just there's so little on there. I just turned on like so many of these streaming services are so bad. Uh, I just turned on HBO because I wanted to check out uh, the new show from the guy that made The Wire. He just had a new show start. What is uh, it? Uh, what's it called? We Own the City. Something. It's set in Baltimore again, but in present day, it's a cop show.
0: Yeah, hey, I was just on HBO. I saw that. I didn't see it. I just saw it advertised.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, in... And, you know, I, I sign up. What I do is I, I pay for a month and then I immediately cancel so it doesn't renew, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm paying 15 bucks. right? It's currently 15 bucks, And in two days, I'm out of things to watch on there. I'm done, like, I'm done. Pretty much. I'm going to watch. Actually, I did pitch. I'm going to r- write a review for the reader of this movie that just came out about uh, this boxer who was made to a fight in Nazi Germany. I think he was a Jewish guy who, I don't. I think it's based on a true story, but you know they're going to pay me to. This is probably what I'm going to watch this evening.
0: What's it called?
1: Of uh, the Survivor.
0: The Survivor.
1: It just came out. Uh, like I think it premiered like yesterday.
0: Mhm.
1: It's uh, from Barry Levinson, who's a big Ooh. deal director.
0: That is a good director.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's the other thing. Is like so sad to me. Is like all these. Movie directors are forced to work for these fucking streaming services instead of. Because, well, because film is dying, but that's also sad.
0: <laughs> I was going to say they don't really have any other real choices.
1: No, no, because that's where all the money is. Uh,
0: I mean, if they want visibility, that's what they got to do, sadly.
1: And yeah, all these the mo- old movie stars like Kate Winslet, you know, is is now best known for being on a, a TV show.
0: Say, okay. you know? Maravistown, where she talks about hoogies and murder and whatever.
1: Yeah, where they where they copy Silence of the Lambs badly, as we as we established last last time.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, was, I was pretty was like disappointed with that. Decent. I was annoyed with
1: that show, but
0: for me, it was an escapism thing, but it was. Purely because I was on a really long flight from L.A. home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it.
1: Right. You got five hours or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It wasn't just that. We were also, um, I don't know, it took us a while to actually get off the tarmac and everything.
1: And mm. Oh, you were stuck, yeah.
0: This is the worst part is um, I think we landed around like 12, 30 at night. Mm. And we didn't plan to have an Uber pick us up. We had to wait oh yeah yeah so it took almost like 30 minutes for like one to come to us oh and no get home
1: what trauma Was i know
0: some, it's like what no these
1: or, are some serious first world problems mallory the that you're having problem,
0: but like <laughs> here's where you're gonna be like mallory you're a millennial we uh-huh. actually had to sit and like discuss with each other are there taxis here
1: Uh, Actually, that's one of the few places that you would be able to find a taxi is an airport at this point.
0: Like, we were looking around, We, like, walked all around O'Hare. We were like, where would they be?
1: (laughs) It's on the level with the baggage claim. Yeah? It used to be. Yeah, if you go outside, yeah, there's a taxi uh, line.
0: All hours a night? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Keeping that in mind. Fuck Uber. I'll
1: use that. I I spent uh, many years out there as a cab driver.
0: Because apparently at a certain time of night, yeah, I Uber mean, drivers just don't care.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's drastically reduced because the cab industry is practically dead, but I imagine that's one of the last places because they're depending on some people, from, especially coming in from other countries and such, who don't have the apps yet, you know?
0: Yeah, I got to say, being someone who's younger, it really is hard to know the taxi system. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Once again... First world problems.
0: <laughs> no, even going to other countries though, because they don't have Uber in a lot of other countries. I don't know how to hail a cab and shit like that. Laugh all you want. It's hard. You raise,
1: you raise your hand. Try raise it. Practice in the mirror, Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and whistling and and snapping and and saying taxi.
0: <laughs> okay, I doubt snapping does shit uh, uh, unless it's you. You're just looking for people who are snapping. Mr. Yeah. Taxi Driver.
1: It's not snapping. I don't know where I got snapping, but whistling does happen. It used probably to. yes.
0: I, I can't do a good whistle, but there's
1: yeah. some people that have some piercing ass whistles. They'll get your attention. Oh, <laughs> Let I've me seen tell people you. do
0: that. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, all right. I guess we, we've probably done it, and we, we can sail away on like a a cruise ship to Hollywood.
0: Hell uh, to yeah.
1: Say, imagine, uh, imagine that uh, Pauline and Juliet got, got away with it, you know. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. Even though we're told at the end they totally didn't, and they never saw each other again.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: But th- well, they didn't die, so that's a positive ending.
1: I guess so. Yeah. It did make me wonder: is like, how could and like when they were adults, how could the world, a, a government, have stopped them? Can you actually stop somebody from seeing somebody else?
0: I don't you know, know what, what New mean? Zealand is like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Juliet left. She was as soon as she was off parole or whatever. She went, I think, to England or wherever else, somewhere with her mother. Yeah.
0: All I could say is, it seems like these two would have really enjoyed the '60s ahead of them. So yeah, they—they seem the type that it was built for.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, when, when, when you direct Heavenly Creatures 2, you're, you're going to set it in like the swinging 60s of London or something.
0: Except <laughs> it was made for them. All they had to do is wait a couple more years. They were, like, before, wow, they,
1: they were pioneers. Right. They were before their time.
0: I know, just running around in fields, taking their clothes off, weird sex, fantasies all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. The swinging 60s were in their mind.
1: <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's a mark of a good movie because it, it, you know it, it invites you to imagine these things the futures of these people you know exactly even though they're they did horrible things
0: <laughs> yeah, one <laughs>
1: yeah I was just like it was only one murder Dimitri one murder yeah they, I mean they were they were kind of shitty they were really shitty to their families both That's of them
0: not technically a crime <laughs>
1: Like, this is like one of Mallory's family values. Like, yeah, you're supposed to mistreat your relatives.
0: We're really <laughs> shitty human beings. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's there in are the... many
0: holidays where people have run out being yelled at and everything. <laughs> <laughs> in laws have not been able to last. I remember one brother in law got pissed off. It was like, you smarts are fucking crazy and just left.
1: Right, so yeah, and then I guess we can, we're going to make, make the, the home audience wait perhaps an extra week to tune in to the next show, which will feature D.T. Robbins.
0: Uh, we'll be discussing Hell House.
1: Hell House LLC. Yes. <laughs> that's how I knew. That's how I knew to differentiate it from uh, the seventeen other Hell House movies that exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, the same issue. I was like, "Please send me a link," and he was like, "All right." And I was like, "Okay, got it." I,
1: I will be mentioning how like the yeah the documentary is really good actually about mm-hmm. the Christian the Christian haunted house. That was a good one. <laughs> the, that's the only Hell House I've seen so far. But, but yeah, when we record next, I will have seen. Uh, DT Robbins handpicked Hell House.
0: Hell, yes.
1: (laughs) Cool. We'll talk then.
0: All right. Have a good one.
1: Bye.